Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Yes, it is, and welcome back. As we head into hour three, I wanted to check in with my friend and candidate for attorney general here in the state of Arizona, Abe Hamaday, on a bunch of fronts, including religious liberty, including free speech, uh, all kinds of things that would, of course, uh, be in a purview of an attorney general for our state. Abe Hamaday, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, Seth, good to be with you. You know, I got to tell you a funny story. I was at um, I was at a local uh, establishment, uh, and someone, despite my disguise, I, I wear a disguise when I go out. It's a Groucho Marx nose and a and a toupee that makes it look like I have a receding hairline and thinning hair. Despite that disguise, <laughs> Abe, someone comes up to me and says, "You're Seth Leibson, aren't you?" And I said, "Yeah." You know how that feels, right? You're never sure what you're going to get next, right, Abe? <laughs> Says you're the you're you you're endorsing you're endorsing Abe Hamaday. I said I absolutely am, and this she says to me I love Abe Hamaday and I love him because he was endorsed by two of my favorite people. I kid you not. She said Cash Patel and Rick Grinnell. I said yeah. Well, I've met one of them, and you're right. Yes, they have endorsed Abe, and I thought wow, you know Abe, this is just great. I mean, you haven't reached saturation point yet, but you're getting there, brother. You're getting there. Oh, and Cash Patel and Rick Grinnell are coming out for you later in the month, aren't they? That's right. They're coming out May 16 for me, which will be a really good event. Um, they've been so helpful to the campaign. And then uh, we also got endorsed by Trump's national security advisor, Robert O'Brien, who was just here on Friday. So I got a chance to uh, get with him uh, for a little bit. So, you know, it's been really beautiful to see. and It's really humbling that all of these Trump national security heavy hitters are on my side. And I think they recognize that at this critical point, Death in our country with everything going on. My God, it feels like we're being ambushed every, every day. Every day with a Gatling gun. I, I swear, you're right. <laughs> Absolutely right. Oh, I mean, it, you know, it keeps you busy for sure. Yeah, good for work, uh, but yeah, it'll keep you busy too, brother. Brother, that's what oh. we're hoping to get you as busy off the hustings and into that office. Uh, by the way, you know, I've never. I don't know that we've ever actually discussed this, Abe, and. Let me take the opportunity to send people to your website if they want to learn more. It's abeforag.com, A-B-E-F-O-R-A-G, abeforag.com. The national security um, connection, nexus to uh, law enforcement and the attorney general's office, if you want to say a word on that. Well, I mean, I think it's so important, especially now. I mean, we're talking about it's all connected, right? I mean, after 9-11, we had these fusion centers created. But think about what I've been so disheartened to see, Seth, is the attacks on our law enforcement mm-hmm. officers. Mm-hmm. And I think what the radical left has done, it's done a very effective job, sadly, is just disparaging and demoralizing our police. So I think as attorney general, that's going to be, you know, tonight actually is the uh, Peace Officer Association Memorial Service. Right. It's, right. You know, it's held annually right. um, to give our respect and honor those who gave their lives up. And something I go and I talk to folks about, you know, for me being a, you know, I'm an army captain and intelligence officer. I I always get thanked for my military service, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, very nice to hear. So 
But we need to be thanking our law enforcement officers every single day for going to the streets of war. And they do it without the backing of the city council and yep. the city mayors. You know, it's been sadly lately a thankless job. Yep. And I think we need to we need to bring back that spirit of our of our police and know that I will always have their back. And I think right now what you're seeing is our city's turning into Gotham City right underneath us. And I mean, I just drove down to the Capitol today. I got endorsed by young Republicans. They just created a new. Um, I saw that uh, another endorsement that I saw that I wanted to mention that young Republicans yeah. have now endorsed you as well. Good. Go yeah, on. that was a very good one. Mm-hmm. To get. Uh, but we, I was just driving down to the state Capitol. I mean, you know, this is the, the heart and the seat of power for our government. And I mean, I remember the tents being, you know, limited to maybe like one block. Now you go down there and it's on a, it looks like it's going on for a half a mile or a mile. I mean, it's, it's getting a lot worse though. Did I tell you this? I was at a reception. I think it was a cocktail party or something. And a woman, uh, older woman, slightly older woman, was um, talking about her hometown, having grown up in Los Angeles, and how she uh, went back to Los Angeles recently for work. And she said, "Well, you know, I went so and so, but you know, I wouldn't go to so and so. You just can't go there anymore." And I just thought, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! How casually we just accept that there are now no go places in America, much less." major close cities like Los Angeles. I remember when, you know, no-go places was kind of a thing in France for a while and in some of these Islamist communities that had taken over. Now we have no-go places in America, places normal Americans are afraid to go to. And and don't think twice about it, Abe. Something's happened to our thinking on that, hasn't it? Yeah, and it's going to, you know, too often, too, too many of us have lived in the suburbs and we say, oh, that's something that happens in inner cities. Right. Oh, no. It's coming out to the suburbs, what's going on down at the border, the border crisis with these hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants who are not fed or nothing. I mean, it's coming across so quickly. Arizona is just on the front line, and I'm not sure we can bear the burden of it. It's yeah. just taking such a toll on our society and economically. So, you know, this is we got to start fighting back, and that's, that's exactly why I'm running for attorney general. I think right now, more than ever, we really, we really need a fighter to fight back, not just against you know, big government, which you always have to worry about, especially at the federal level, but against some of these woke corporations, the big tech. Um, so this is where we have to be. And what happens this November, Seth? I think you know it, and I know it, and many of your viewers know it, is that what happens this November will set our, determine our country's future for the next century. I agree with that. No election has, has earned that uh, sobriquet better than this one, more so than this one. We say everyone counts, and this is the most important. It's increasingly the most important. We're reaching a crescendo here um, that uh, is is at fe- close to fevered pitch if we don't if we don't get it right. Uh, boy, that notion that it doesn't hit the suburbs. You're right. I, I think a lot of people have that thought. Um, but I'll tell you something. Uh, any uh, wow, uh, that's that's wrong thinking. And anyone who wants to look at uh, at the at the fentanyl overdoses, if you don't think that that's hitting the suburbs, uh, and, and if you don't think that that's because of the border problem, uh, you are woefully, woefully, and dangerously um, uninformed. Fair enough. No, no, absolutely. And you know what? It's interesting that we're mentioning you know some of these the foreign threats that are coming across. You know what's even worse in some ways is how our own government right now says. I mean, look at them just creating this disinformation. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, yeah, the Ministry of Interior. I mean, so now we're not we're taking we're taking arrows from everywhere, including our own government. Right, and that's so different about it than in the past. I mean, 
when our own government views us, the American people, as the biggest threat, I mean, just think about, like, what what kind of leap of logic have they gone to to determine that? I mean, parents who speak at a school board meeting, potential domestic terrorists, I mean, so much has changed in the past two years. Our founding fathers would be ashamed of us for tolerating it. Yeah, that school board thing, I was thinking about that in relation to the various ways they are trying to not just cabin debate and speech, but to end it, um, to, to, to totally end it. And when you get such a thing as a disinformation governance board, and we think immediately Ministry of Truth, which is what I think we should rightly call it, that, that should be the phrase for it. Um, yeah. You know, that real, that, it, it's an odd, odd thing to think about because you're a war guy, you're a legal guy, you're an, a military guy. One of my favorite Supreme Court justices was Robert Jackson, and uh, in the crucible, in the height of World War II, 1943, he could write an, uh, an opinion in the Supreme Court where he said one of the most basic understandings of democratic forms of government is that public opinion should shape the government. Government should not be in the business of shaping public opinion. It's exactly what this government is in the business of trying to do, isn't it? Oh, I mean – this is the type of thing you'd expect from state-run media places like right. in China, Russia, Saudi Arabia. But when you begin to lose the population, you're exactly right, Seth. That's when you seek to control the narrative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the government, I mean, think about it. They already have the mainstream media. Right. I mean, this is, this is a further assault on the American people. You know, and it's uh, – look at what we just saw with the White House Correspondents Dinner. I don't know if you saw I didn't, but you can give our cultural update. I'm happy to have uh, you I do mean, it. Well, they, you know, first they were so they're they're patting themselves on the back for this is the first time they're having it since you know Donald Trump, whatever. And uh, you know, all, none of them are wearing masks. First of all, yeah, they they spent the past few years espousing on us and you know forcing on us the mask. Yeah, but then they just sit there and they openly laugh and mock us for all what's going up with you know record high inflation, with the amount of money it costs to fill up your gas tank. Our border is a complete disaster and the, the 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 press and the white house they just they just ignore it it's, it's almost like uh marie antoinette let, let them eat cake yeah i mean i just think they're so um removed from reality right now i mean it's it, it's our country i mean when joe biden's approval ratings is just awful right now but when you look at what's going on i mean when you have disney right? i mean now people are going after disney like how did that happen yeah right right What we're talking about, our country is being ambushed every single day. And when I tell you, you know, every single time I come on the radio with you, Seth, I mean, there's no shortage. No, no, we always have a new new assault on on fundamental liberty. I got to take a quick break. You can stay a bit, right, Abe? Yeah. I'm Seth Liebson. He's Abraham Hamaday. He is running for attorney general. He's my candidate for attorney general of the state of Arizona. Abe for AG is his website, A-B-E-F-O-R. AG. You can learn about the Cash Patel Rick Grinnell event there. You can follow him on Twitter as well, and um, at and uh, his Twitter account is at Abraham Hamaday. H A M A D E H. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Abraham Hamaday is my guest. Abe for AG is his website. Abe Hamaday is running for attorney general here in the state of Arizona, my candidate, because he's a strong and smart man for tough and serious times. 
Abe, uh, one of the things, speaking of incursions into uh, civil liberties and constitutional and fundamental freedoms and rights, uh, an interesting case, the Supreme Court looks like it may have got one almost right, um, I, I, almost because I don't love the reasoning, but I do like, I think, the outcome over a case in Boston on religious uh, religious freedom, free exercise. You want to say a word about this case? It's kind of interesting. Maybe Breyer's last full opinion. Maybe. I'm not sure. Right. So it was actually a unanimous Supreme Court decision, which is you know good to see, especially, you know, sometimes we feel like it's so divided, but at least they can come together on religious liberty. But it was a case out of Boston. Um, back in 2017, you know, there is a Christian group that wanted to fly the Christian flag, you know, the typical white flag with the blue uh, square in the top left and red cross. And for from 2005 to 2017, that uh, city of Boston has not denied them, you know, to fly flags on the city hall um, for any any other group, you know, gay flags, BLM flags, or whatever. But banking flags, flag, I think, flags from banks <laughs> flew there. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, from every type of flag, unique flags, different countries' flags. But then they denied them this, and then finally there was some justice today, which is good to see. And you know, I think that's and look how long it took. I mean, from 2017 to 2022 now, and that's where people, you know, the legal system is slow. And I think we have to understand that. And that's why we have to start getting a little bit more creative in how we're going to tackle some of these issues. It can't always just be within the courts as well. I mean, the election box and elections matter big time. Um, And, you know, we see so, so much with the federal judge just the other week just listed the mask mandate. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, How long that take years? You know, I also want to point out to it, she was a 35-year-old federal judge. Yep. And, you know, that woman was so brave and courageous in her in her reasoning. And, trained, at, you know, not, trained at the Claremont Institute, I also want to point out, by the way. <laughs> I want to put in a word for the Claremont Institute as well there. Yeah. yeah. It's a great, great institute. And my, my yeah. friend actually last night think he's going to accept being a John Marshall fellow. Oh, great. I created that program with Ryan Williams five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We created that together oh. with Hadley Arcus oh, okay. and... Uh, Tom Klingenstein, Michael Yolman. Yeah, good, good, good. Keep I'll, co- I'll also introduce the parents when they're in town for the set, uh, for the uh, Cash Patel and Rick Grinnell event. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, this issue of you make a you make an important point, Abe. I don't want it to get lost about things ending up in the courts, and that elected leaders have a role to play too. There's an old saying about, you know, in civil ju- civil civil lawsuits, you know, if you can keep it, you know, if you go to court, everyone loses kind of thing. Uh, try and yeah. keep, you know, try not to <laughs> be involved in litigation. And if you can settle, settle. But but the same is true, it seems to me, uh, with constitutional questions, too. We have so politicized them and relied on the courts so much. You think about who's in the courts. Thank God we had this judge in Florida. But thank God we had that judge in Florida. You know, all of Twitter's free speech is reliant on one billionaire at this point, <laughs> and I don't want it to become a point where our constitutional freedoms and rights are dependent on the chance of one judge getting it right in a world where we are educating through our law schools. I don't know, 90, 10, 90 percent to 10, those that actually don't understand or believe in the fundamental freedoms the Constitution outlined. You're absolutely right, Seth, and I make it a point to tell people, I mean, ultimately, judges are humans and, you know, black robes, or lawyers in black robes. 
Um, the ultimate power that this country was created upon rests with the people. Mm-hmm. And I think I think too often we forget that. And, you know, that's where our election integrity it, it matters so much, where now we've lost faith in so much of our election systems, right, because mm-hmm. of 2020. And, I mean, the same with this, you know, Ministry of the Truth that came out. I mean, right. this, the, same, the same government that uh, was, you know, peddling that the Hunter Biden story, by the way, the very high-level intelligence officials telling us that Hunter Biden's story was disinformation is now going to be the ones that the arbiters are arbiters of truth. Right? How could we ever trust our government for what they've done to us? Right. And that's where you know ADs are really at the the point of the spear to push back on Washington D.C. and not just D.C. as we mentioned, Seth. I mean, I'm a free market guy, yep. but what we're seeing now is you know big business being as tyrannical as big government. Right. So I think we have to stay creative. We have to fight back. And I think this is our last chance this November to actually save our republic. I agree with you. Monopolies we were trained to think were bad, and that would include a monopoly on the truth that a free market may, um, through the deficits of free markets, that a free market may try to create. I, I do worry about that, which is why you know you and I are not opposed to re- – I don't think, I don't want to speak for you – are not opposed to reasonable – Regulations. I don't want Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter to take the debate off the table of what we may have to do with social media companies and some forms of regulation. Right. I say that. I didn't mean to speak for you. You may have a different view. No, I think you're exactly right. We can't rely on one billionaire. Right. You know, one African uh, billionaire. I was just saying, yeah, I said earlier, one immigrant billionaire by chance comes along and, and here we are. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think I think we've really lost so much of our creativity. You know, we we look at old case law. I mean, case laws change. I mean, right now we're going to have in June probably the overturning of Roe v. Wade and Casey versus Planned Parenthood. I mean, that's going to be monumentous, right? But for so long, you know, the left has made it seem like this has been a right inherent in the Constitution, which is not obviously. So I think this is where we're going to push back. We're going to go on offense this November, Seth. I mean. I'm done negotiating with the radical left. I think we ultimately know what kind of vision they want for us. They want it to look like California, like San Francisco or Chicago or these third world countries. I mean, that's the road that they're leading us down, whether intentional or not. Increasingly, I'm determining that it is very intentional. So I I think at this point, we have to push back. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't in any sense disagree or um, blame you for saying you're done negotiating with the radical left because they don't believe in negotiation. They believe in negotiation as between James Bond and Goldfinger when they had him on the table. We we go in goodwill negotiators wanting to debate, discuss, argue and – you know, hash it out in the public square, they simply will exercise the levers of power, whether it's the FBI working with state and local law enforcement to crack down and monitor parents standing up at school board meetings or, you know, the other side, you know, the other the other the other side of it, uh, uh, Abe, which which is to, um, you know, create create these kinds of fear in the public for standing out with disinformation boards or by saying the truth and the science is settled, just as if we have no point of view that should be deemed at all respectable. So, you know, they're the ones who killed negotiation. They did it, not us. Absolutely. And, you know, they, they control our education system, yep. they control our media, 
Yep. They control history, yep. and you know they have the the media is the propaganda arm of the radical left. So this is why it's so important that we're going to fight back this November and elect America first candidates. And that's why I'm so honored to have Cash Patel and okay. you know Rick Grinnell and these Trump national security um, teams heavyweight uh, heavy hitters behind me. Beautiful, a strong and smart man for tough and serious times. Abe Hamaday, my friend, abeforag.com. Thank you, Abe. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Beth. Keep up all the great work. 602-508-0960. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-5089-60. First, we were told that spending trillions on COVID relief and blue state bailouts would not generate inflation. Then we were told that inflation would be transitory. Now we're told that it's Russia's fault. One company got it right from the beginning, and that's my personal precious metal dealers at veteran-owned Midas Gold Group. As Washington politicians are pushing the largest budget in American history, and we continue to pump money throughout our system, what will happen next? Midas Gold Group will give you the latest inflation projections. Just ask them for their free guide. Give them a call at 480-360-3000. Don't deal with questionable gold salesmen. Avoid mail-order nightmares. Deal with the knowledgeable and reputable company, Seb Gorka, I, and thousands of you do business with. That's the Midas Gold Group, 480-360-3000 or MidasGoldGroup.com. Mike is in Maricopa. Hello, Mike. Yes, good afternoon. They, it was a really good broadcast with Brandon Weikert today. Oh, thanks. I really look, look, I really look forward to that every Monday. Thank you. Uh, the Yes, well, thank you, actually. But anyway, uh, last week you had a call, I think it was from Doug in Cave Creek, and he was talking about information operations, and I would like to say that was an excellent call. Oh, he was and, so smart, yes. I kept him on a while, if that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is correct. He talked about the Smith-Mundak that's and, right. and information operations right. and stuff. Uh, a little bit, I would like to uh, maybe give a little homework to our listeners. Yeah, so I'm for that. Come. I love homework. Very good. I like okay. to assign it more than do it, but I'm up for doing it, too. <laughs> I'm always uh, learning. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's better to give than to receive. Yeah, sometimes. Well, yeah, it's like advice. <laughs> what did Steve Forbes say about advice? The easiest part is giving it. But, yeah, let's try it. Let's. I, I'm up for homework. Let's go. Sure. Okay. Information operations. Uh, go into your search engine and type in J P 3 1 3. It's a military publication. It's entitled Information Operations. It's about 79 pages long, but it's a good primer on how military conducts information operations and information influence operations, which is directly of what you were talking about and it really ties into what you were talking about in your monologue today of about how we're being told and this uh new department of disinformation and everything and how yes another one it's much much longer i think it's closer to 300 pages so maybe the listeners will stick to jp (laughs) three dash one three but this other one's a military field manual it's fm three dash zero five point three zero one 
Okay. And it's entitled Psychological Operations, Tactics, Techniques, and Procedures. Okay. Basically spells out everything of what Doug, in the long format of what was going on. Uh, and time permitting, I would like to pose a question sure. to uh, Abe Amaday. But anyway, what I'm really calling on, and, and this might even tie back into our a discussion here on information operations and how the media plays a hand in it and how they broadcast certain uh, news items, but they don't broadcast other news items. That's now, what I think is me, some of the worst of the of the uh, of the media bias. Not necessarily what they write, but what they don't print, what they don't show, what they don't reveal, what they don't write. Yeah. I agree with you. Go on. They're lying through omission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is from the Department of Justice, and it's justice.gov, and it's dated the 21st of April, 2022. And the headline is Juan Orlando Hernandez, former president of Honduras, indicted on drug trafficking and firearms charges, extradited to the United States from Honduras. Hernandez allegedly partnered with some of the largest cocaine traffickers in the world to transport tons of cocaine through Honduras to the United States. Okay. Now, you you know, we're not talking about, you know, uh, Jose coming across the border with the backpack of marijuana. Uh, they're charging this guy, and the, the prosecutors are saying this uh, Juan Orlando Hernandez, the president of a country, yeah. uh, helped import cocaine, and it was 500,000 kilograms, yeah. a little over 1 million pounds of cocaine here into the United States. Uh, it's a ton. It reminds one of almost almost of Noriega. Yeah, the reason we're not worried as much about the people bringing the marijuana across anymore is because uh, the legalization efforts throughout so many states in this country have uh, taught the cartels that they need to retool and rejigger. We don't need to import it anymore. We're, we're growing it here. We've cartelized it here in America. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Y-Refi. For those of you looking for a great and unique investment opportunity with a great return for investors, check them out, Y-Refi. These are my friends. I've met with them several times now, kicked their tires a whole bunch to fully understand the offer before I brought it to you. And it is, as I say, a really great offer. I'm talking about a fixed, no-load interest rate up to 10.25% for investors, all in a secure and collateralized portfolio. Why Refi helps people who are doing their best to dig out a debt, doing the right thing and doing it the right way, and doing so with dignity, even getting their FICO scores fixed along the way. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm run by really great people who are doing very well by helping others, and you can too. I only endorse products like this after a thorough and complete review and by getting to know the quality and the ability of the people involved, and it is high, the highest. I would never endorse anything less. What more can I say? Log into, just go to investyrefi.com and check them out yourselves. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087. Local company, you can visit them and you won't get a sales pitch. They're just happy to talk about what they do. They have every reason to be happy about it. 
investyrefi.com or call 855-316-3087. Tell them I sent you. I did want to pick up, if I might, again on uh, this Department of Homeland Security's new disinformation governance board at a few levels. Something I was saying in the first hour that I think is worth repeating and it's the torrent of criticism that has come in. I think all of it correct, just just criticism. Um, and the way the administration is responding to it, um, ham-handedly at best, but for those with a slightly more attuned ear, um, I, want you to, I want you to listen very carefully. Um, whenever anyone asks that I've seen Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, about this, his first answer, his go-to is always, we could have communicated it better. It's not a communication problem. You know, people can get over bad communication. I give you Joe Biden. People can get over that. They can get through that. Um, it's the underlying policy that no amount of communication can make up for. So sure, uh, watch him with uh, Brett Baer if you want. But I think the real tell here was on CNN, which should have been, you know, uh, what would you call home court advantage, I suppose, for Alejandro Mayorkas with Dana Bash. Uh, Dana Bash uh, was interviewing him yesterday on CNN State of the Union. I just listened to her question, of course, but more importantly, listen to his answer. Listen to the end of her question. Listen to the beginning of his answer. It should tell you everything you need to know for those of you that have political ears uh, attuned. And if not, we'll, we'll walk you through it. Listen to this. Governance board, you unveiled that uh, this week. Republicans are calling it Orwellian and comparing it to the Ministry of Truth in the novel 1984. Can you clarify what exactly is this? What exactly will this disinformation governance board do? Will it monitor American citizens? Get that? Will it monitor American citizens? Last question. Really an important one. Uh, the one that we're all kind of concerned about here. Dan, I'm very pleased to do so. It, it, it's clear. I mean, the, those criticisms are precisely the opposite of what this small working group within the Department of Homeland Security uh, will do. And um, I think we probably could have done a better job of communicating what it does and does not do. Let me just pause it there again for a moment, if I might. You know, the right answer to a question like, Will you be monitoring the American people is? No, of course not. Not, well, Dana, I'm glad to answer the question and the criticisms are the exact opposite of what we tend to do. I will admit that we mis could have done a better job at the communication level. This small organization, he calls it small. Why would a small organization within the Department of Homeland Security um, have – an executive director, an executive director. You've heard about her maybe a little bit or seen some of the videos of her named Nina Jankowitz. That's who they've tapped to do this bill. Have you seen some of her singing prowess? Here's the problem among many others. Here's the problem. 1984 and the Ministry of Truth couldn't be more precise in discussing what we're talking about here. Nina Jankowitz who is uh, going to serve as the executive director of this disinformation governance board. She's going to be the executive director overseeing what's disinformation and what's not, according to the government, has been peddling disinformation for years. First, 
on the 2016 election and most importantly on the 2020 election when she was agreeing with the intelligence community of the Obama administration that the Hunter Biden story looked like Russian disinformation. Did she believe it or did she not believe it? I don't know. Did they believe it or did they not believe it? I don't know. I think they none of them believed it. I think anyone who knew anything about the Hunter Biden story and anyone who followed the story was written up by the New York Post with the chain of custody knew that this was a true story, which is why it had to be banned. A false story, you know, a fake story, uh, a fake a fake news item, uh, a hoax even uh, that can be handled pretty easily. That you can pretty much easy, pretty easily handle handle a, a false story, a story the reporters may have gotten wrong, uh, a story where the informants turned out uh, to be you know liars or, or what have you. You can pretty much deal with that. You almost never deal with it by censoring it, which is its own question. I don't want to get into right now. What I want to get into is what the Ministry of Truth in the novel 1984 stood for. You remember it stood for inverting the normal meaning of words. It was right up front, right? Freedom is slavery. War is truth. It turns the positive into the negative. That's what Nina Jankowicz is doing. She is going to be the head of a disinformation agency having herself been telling us disinformation and peddling it in this case disinformation that truly did change an election and she's going to be in charge of a disinformation board that doesn't affect our elect our elections they tell us it really is the ministry of truth it really is which is the ministry of lies i'm seth we'll be right back Pure, potent plant power. That is balance of nature. The only whole food supplement with no additives, fillers, extracts, synthetics, pesticides. The only thing in balance of nature is pure fruits and vegetables. 100% natural and third-party tested for everything from bacteria to pesticides. I take it every day. Just take it once a day and you are good to go. 100% natural balance of nature. Check out their fruits and veggies at balanceofnature.com. And for the best deal possible, make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Uh, the last thing I want to say for today, I, 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 I spoke about this a bit on Friday with regard uh, to uh, your Department of Homeland Security and with regard to their disinformation board is uh, just turning them back. I think I tweeted this line out, but just turning them back to the understanding of how Democrats used to think. Uh, to the understanding of how every American used to think when it came to free speech and politics. Um, Robert Jackson, Democrat, Supreme Court, FDR nominee, appointee, uh, in the height of World War II, height of World War II, said, it seems trite but necessary to say that the First Amendment to our Constitution was designed to avoid the ends of coercive elimination of dissent by avoiding the beginnings. There is no mysticism, he continued, in the American concept of the state or of the nature or origin of its authority. We set up government by consent of the governed and the Bill of Rights denies those in power any legal opportunity to coerce that consent. 
Authority here is to be controlled by public opinion, not public opinion by authority. I can't say it any better than that. What I will say is thank you for joining us, and until tomorrow, God bless you all. I'm Seth, and class is dismissed.